Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. Now, uh, we declared at Builders Church that this is the year of the glory of God. And we did say that we were not created for obscurity. We were not created for shame. We were not created to be just at the back and uh, for us not to experience the goodness of God. But we were purely, purely, according to God, created so that we can display His splendor. All of these things that I have counted are not the will of God for us. But the will of God for us, when He created us, it was so that we can display His splendor. And then obviously, then sin came and tempered with this glory and uh, with this splendor that God wanted us to display uh, in our lives as human beings. And then He sent Jesus Christ to come and reconcile us back to God so that even the glory may be restored. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. And so that is what uh, we are declaring uh, as Builders Church for the year. 2024 that that glory that was restored by Christ Jesus we want to see it in the year 2024 we want to see it in our lives and then we said in the month of January uh, our theme is see the glory see the glory through developing a vision for a glorious life and a glorious destiny and then on the first Sunday we spoke about what do you see we spoke about what do you see? And then last week, we spoke about clear vision. Somebody say amen. And then this morning, please allow me to speak to us under the subject, a covenant house. Somebody say a covenant house. Somebody say a covenant house. Please turn with me to the book of Second Samuel, chapter number 6. Second Samuel, chapter number 6. 2 Samuel chapter number 6, we are going to read verse number 11 and verse number 12. Are you there? You are there. Okay. The Bible says, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidom, the Jetite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. Verse number 12 says, Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom and all that belongs to him. Imagine the house and all that belongs to you. Blessed. Not take the king, but blessed. And the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So in other words, your house blessed without any sorrow. Yeah. Huh? What a blessing. It says, and all that, belong, that belongs to him. I am imagining the household of Epididom that even if they had a dog, that dog was so blessed. Even if they had a cat, that cat was so blessed. Whenever they were planting crops, the ground was blessed. And the ground was producing more than the neighbors. Imagine 
when the blessing of the Lord comes upon your house and all that belongs to you, it means even your shoes, even your, your, your hair, even your dress, even your coconut oil. When are we saying this coconut oil? I come on now. And all that belongs to him. I may the blessing of the Lord come upon you. Ah, usinde nje, usinde. Goba gongo guako. And all that belongs to him. Imagine everything that belongs to you. Imagine if it has a blessing on it. What would happen? Because of the ark of God. So Obedidom was not blessed and experiencing this blessing that I have just explained right now because he was handsome. He did not experience it because he was living in a nice neighborhood. He did not experience this blessing because but he experienced this blessing because the ark of God was in his house. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom to the city of David with gladness. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Bless us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we are talking about a covenant house and uh, we are here and it's family first Sunday and I want us to know that families matter to God. Your family matters to God. Now the number one relationship that matters the most in your life or that should matter the most in your life is your relationship with God. Second to that, it is your relationship with your family. It should matter to you and it is worth sacrificing for and it is worth fighting for. We always say that our salvation is worth fighting for. Our relationship with God is worth, is worth fighting for. We need not to just fold our arms and let our relationship with God fade away or die right in front of our eyes. But we need to engage ourselves in a fight to say this is a relationship that I have with God and I am not going to let go of it and I am going to fight to keep it intact. So second to that, it is your relationship with family. It is very critical that you fight for it. It is so important that it is worth fighting for. A family unit is important to God and it should also be important to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, family dynamics 
differ, you know, uh, 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 there are child-headed families, there are friends who have become family, uh, you know, there are uh, 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 single mothers who are raising children and are doing a great job all by themselves and there are single fathers because in most cases in society we give more attention to single mothers but there are single fathers who are holding it down and shout out to them. Yes, shout out to them and shout out also to the single mothers and those who Ababambi said as well, shout out to them. It is very important to God that a family unit is protected and also appreciated. Somebody say amen. So um, obviously the ideal one that God wanted even in the beginning, it was the one between a husband and a wife, whereby there is a mother, there is a father, and there are children. Hallelujah. But as I said, there are many dynamics. So whatever family looks like to you, when I say family, don't only think about those who have moms and dads and, you know, uh, like that, but whatever dynamic that you may be going through, please know that uh, it also applies to you. Somebody say amen. amen. So family is very, very important to God and it should also be important to us. Ideally, your greatest support is your family. Ideally. It should be your family. Ideally. The greatest support whereby you find the net and the cushioning, it should be your family. Family is supposed to love you no matter what. Family is supposed to be uh, together no matter what and work things together no matter what. It doesn't matter where you are and, does, and it doesn't matter what you have gone through. But when you come back, to family, it should be a safety net for you where you can be able to be vulnerable, where you can be able to be yourself. Family, ideally, is supposed to be the best uh, 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 support system in our lives. That no matter what you become or don't become, family is there. No matter what you become or don't become, family is there as a place to fall back on. That even if I go out there to try and make it in life and somehow we young triplisha, I should be able to come back home and find comfort in the fact that no guzolunga, guzolunga, guzolunga. Family is ideally from God was, it was not supposed to be a place we run from, but it is supposed to be a place we run to. Somebody say amen. But since we are here this morning, I believe that God will restore that safety net called family, that we will not be scared to go back and say, Ogwa manja gagalungi, pindela zolunga. Hallelujah. Instead of us saying, In fact, I believe that this morning, somebody who came to church is going to go back home and correct their language. And say as much as, Because 
Uzombona leo babe suguma nanga kisase yopega again. Why? Because the effort here bonagal. But manga besi ngagua zugu acknowledge effort. Then we are doing away with the safety net of family. Family is supposed to be a safety net whereby we can be able to come back and say, Aglungang. Besesiba encouraged to say, Kusangalunga. Somebody say, Amen. You know, the way family is so important, even if, God forbid, you will drop dead today. Kungatua kufunagali family. Kungatua uoba na bagubo. Kungatua ubano waza bagubo. Gisho ngabekua uvela kutele, kutele. The first thing is so figure, see booze, so good. Ukono was a bagubo. Why? Because family is important. Somebody say amen. So both biological family and spiritual family is very, very important. Now, last week, we have established that we have to develop a clear vision for our lives and for our families and for our callings. And for the purposes of our presentation this morning, we are going to emphasize the fact that we need to have a vision for our families. If you do not know where you want your family to go or how you want your family to be structured or how you want your family to be or to turn out, if you do not have that picture, if you do not have that clear vision, you will not be able to achieve it because the Bible is clear in saying where there is no vision, the people perish. So also in our families, if we do not have a vision for our families, say for instance, you are a father in a family or you are a leader in a family, maybe you are a single parent, you are a single mom, uh, or maybe you are a sister or a brother who is taking care of your siblings. That is family and you are head over that family. It is very, very important to have a vision for that family so that you know what is it that it is not supposed to be. So that when you see what it is not supposed to be, you will press on and make sure that you do something about it until you see it the way you saw it in a vision. So it is very, very important that we develop a vision. And if you don't have, you can go to God because God loves families. You can go to God and ask God, Lord, give me a vision for my family. Show me what kind of a family am I supposed to raise? What kind of a family am I supposed to lead? So it is important that we have a vision for our families because God is for families. In the book of Psalm chapter number 127 verse number 3, the Bible says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Somebody say amen. So it is important that we understand that God is for families. That is, why, that is how he wanted the world to multiply. He put a family and said, Zalanande, eh, 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 and replenish the earth. Somebody say amen. So it is very much in the heart 
of God because God is the one who has established the institution of marriage and the unity called family. So he established the institution of marriage so that families may be established and godly children are a reward. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number 3, verse number 14, the Bible says, For this reason, I bow my knee to, I bow my knees to the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 15 says, From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So he, every family is derived from God. There is no one who can say, Mina, Gangene laboratory, or Gangena, Mahamba, Mafenga Zenzelange, Nazat, Nafara, Mamecha Mansamanga, and Mamecha Mansamanga, Wapuma, Ingane, Gabane family, Wapumi Ingane, Gabane family, or Wapuma, Ungoskaswam, or Wapumindo Tam, because I'm a dynamics of family, as I said, are different, or whatever the case may be. There is no way. Whoever you regard as family, you did not manufacture them. They come from God. So God is for families because they are supposed to be a safe environment, as I said, to bring up children in the ways of God so that we can be able to impact the next generation. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 22, verse number 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I love the choice of words that the Bible is using here. It says, train up, because when you train, there must be some background work that you, you must have done yourself. Before you can be able to train someone else, there must have been some background work that you would have done. You will also agree with me that if you go on training, maybe say for instance, your manager at work sends you for training. When you get there, they would have prepared the material for training beforehand so that by the time you get there, they know what they are going to teach you and they have proven that what they are going to teach you, the information that they are going to give you is the information that is going to help you become better at what you do and do things the way they are supposed to be done. So the same thing here, when the Bible says, when the Bible uh, commands us to train up a child in the way in which they should go, it means that we ourselves need to be people who are concerned about the material we are going to be trained our children with because it is what will sustain them in the future. I said in Pinoni in the morning, there's a scripture that I love very much in the book of Psalms. It says, when I am afraid, I will call upon the Lord. The, the, the psalmist here, it blesses my heart so much because he knows that the times of being afraid in life, they will come. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter
matter what you have, at some point there will be a time where you are afraid, afraid to lose your life, afraid to lose your marriage, maybe afraid that you will lose your job, maybe afraid that things are not going to go the way you had planned them, afraid that maybe something might come upon you, some kind of calamity may just happen, or you are faced with a challenging situation, or you are faced with a challenging circumstance that is challenging you and you are afraid. So he knew that at some point he will be afraid and he said, when I am afraid, and he did not say if I am afraid, he said when I am afraid because at some point, even your children will become afraid and you might not be around them but let me tell you something this morning, it might happen that they are far away from you, that maybe there is nothing that you can be able to do for them, you can become helpless, but if you have trained them up, as the Bible says, in the way in which they should go, even if they are afraid, far away from you, they will remember that there is something that my mom gave to me, there's a material of training that my father gave to me, there's a material that was proven by him before I was even born, she proved it, that this one works, because it works anywhere, anytime, anyhow. It must be proven that it works. So in other words, you must prove it. In your own life. Before you give it to the next generation. And if there is anything in this generation that is needed by our children, it is peace. And peace does not come from any other. So I'm going to challenge us as parents to practice peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that does not come from things, but peace that comes from God, the one who is the source of peace. If you don't believe me, you can ask those who were with Jesus in the boat when there was a great storm in the sea. The Bible says that the sea became, and the waves and the winds, they became boisterous. In other words, they were so bad in such a way that everyone was awake and because they were faced with a, a they were on the brink of a calamity of, of a calamity something bad was just about to happen in their lives and they were so afraid and guess what the one who is the prince of peace was sleeping so if you introduce the next generation or the generation that is in need of peace to the prince of peace, you would have given them far better than cars, far better than houses, far better than money, far better than clothes, far better than labels. You would have given them something that they will remember even if you are no more. Peace. And this peace has got another dimension. This dimension is the one that surpasses all understanding. What kind is that one? The one that surpasses all understanding is the one that even if your friends are going through the same thing, but you are also going through the same thing, and they can see that we are all on the same boat, 
However, in the inside of us, there is something that somebody else next to me does not have. That's, the, that's my reason for the peace in the storm. The one that is called a, a peace that surpasses all understanding is the one that does not make sense. Even the A students can't comprehend. The one who has EIQ, the highest level of IQ, cannot understand the kind of peace. It surpasses all understanding because by understand. In fact, even when you feel it, you don't understand it. Someone is being answered because somebody was asking them, how come you are not stressed about your situation? There is your answer. I have the Prince of Peace and the dimension there of peace that I have is the one that surpasses all understanding. So train up a child in the way in which they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. And you cannot train with the material we have not proven. So it is important that as we train them up, we know what we are talking about. And let me tell you something. If you give them Jesus, if you give them the ways of the Lord, no matter where they are, they will remember when I am afraid. When I am afraid. When I am afraid. There's someone that my, my dad taught me to call when I am afraid. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Isaiah chapter number 54 verse number 13 says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So after you have trained them, then God sees how interested you are in them knowing. He steps in and he begins to train them himself and great shall be their peace that in the generation that lacks so much peace there will be a breed and that will be your children it will be those who will be able to manifest the peace of God which surpasses all understanding somebody say amen, amen. so now families are an institution that is very much under attack marriages are very much under attack. And it is because the enemy's ultimate goal is to destroy families so that God will not be glorified through families. I did say uh, the other week that uh, when Satan came to the Garden of Eden, it was not about the cuteness of the couple. It was not about couple goals, but it was about the glory. He was after the glory. He, did, he, was, he, was, he was envious of the glory and he was jealous of the glory because he was stripped of the glory of God and it was taken away from him. And he knows what can happen once you have the glory of God on your side. So therefore, he was so jealous of the glory of God upon Adam and Eve, upon that family in the Garden of Eden in such a way that he drove a wedge between them and God and therefore stripping them off of the glory of God as a unit, as a, as, as, as a family. So he wanted to destroy them so that God will not be glorified through them. In the book of First. Chronicles chapter number 16, verse number 28, the Bible says, give to the Lord 
all families of the peoples give to the Lord glory and strength. So families are supposed to give glory unto the Lord. And the enemy does not like this unit called family because he does not want God to be glorified through this unit. And in the same way that sin caused us to fall short of the glory of God, it's the same way that the enemies, the enemy causes our families to have issues with each other so that the glory of God cannot be seen. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God now. In our family settings, uh, in most cases, it is the family issues here and there. You know, have you ever witnessed famous people of the same family unit Don't allow it. Don't allow it in your family. Take it out by all means necessary. Because Nubanji Usatan, one day Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Even though it was his disciple that he knew very, very well. However, he could tell and dictate the schemes of the devil. So today you are here to be sharpened, to be sharpened, to dictate the schemes of the devil. That it is not your brother hating you. It is the devil wanting not God to receive the glory out of the family unit. It's not your sister hating you. It's not your mother hating you. It's not your wife hating, hating you. It's not your husband hating you. It's the enemy who does not want God to be glorified. strangers. It's the devil. Lord, finally, Gabu ya sugumuta ige ya gashek. I lapoke ya bonage. You can vele mina nawe singo bashebi amashebist. Vele mina nawe samashebist vele singabantu si si exeni si fuga ngabo 
ebsugu silala ngabo kodwa uzalelike lapho ke awuzalelike lapho ke awuzalelike lapho kufanele ngabe kunjalo when it comes to families and then even though they are telling the truth about what they are doing even though they are telling the truth about how wicked they are but when they come home they need to understand that we know you are working on what you are working on however we are with you in such a way that they can even be able to open up and tell you how they actually feel about what is going on in their lives that's how family is supposed to be and from today onwards i pray for a family member under the sound of my voice that god may expose the fact that it is not the family member but it is the devil himself may god give us that revelation so that we will stop hating our mothers so that we will stop hating our parents so that we will stop hating our children so that we will stop hating our siblings but we will rise up and say there is the hand of the enemy at work so that the glory of god may not be seen through the family unit because the family unit is important to god and therefore the devil has got an assignment to dismantle the power that is in the unit called family. Just like the devil hates you because you are living for God. He, anything that glorifies God, he does not like, including your family. Somebody say amen. amen. So it is the family issues that will always hide the glory of God. But then someone might say, but then Mamfundis, you don't know what they have done to me. The people I called family, you don't know what they have done to me. Even strangers have not hurt me the way family has hurt me. Let me tell you something. This is our year to display the glory of God, to experience the glory of God, to see the glory of God. Do not let family issues hide the glory of God from you. Forgive. That is what we have come to encourage you with this morning. Forgive. And forgiveness is not for them. That is why you don't have to wait for them to apologize. Even though they are the ones who have wronged you, but don't wait for them to apologize. You just forgive them in advance. You give them a gift. They gave you a gift of life. Give them a gift of forgiveness so that you can be okay because forgiveness is for you. It is not for them, but it is for you. So you need to heal and forgive because bitterness and the glory of God cannot coexist. The Bible says, arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So when the light of God shines upon us, darkness has got to flee. It cannot coexist with darkness and bitterness, anger, hatred within the family unit is what causes darkness in the family unit. Our families are not being bewitched. It is us who are bitter towards one another towards one another who are causing this dark cloud over our families. It is us who are not talking to one another for no apparent reason. It is us 
who are envying one another. It is us who are being jealous of one another within the same family unit. Instead of your win is my win. Instead of your favor is my favor. Instead of your blessing is my blessing. Instead of I cheer you on because I know if you go up, you go up with me. So instead of all of that, we opt for jealousy over one another. We opt for bitterness against one another and therefore we allow the enemy room to come in with his darkness so that then we can own this darkness and call it our head and call it our story and call it our truth. Have you ever called the head that comes from the pit of hell your truth? It's not your truth. The truth is the word of God and the word of God says you are loved by God, you are appreciated by God and the devil is busy working on your family so that you can experience hate and uh, envy and jealousy against your family and not love your family and love everyone else out there but but the family unit you hate with a passion some of us can even come to church and lift up our hands and even cry before the Lord and be so nice to everyone in the church but once we go back home we switch because we are bitter against our families but today is the day it's the year 2024 and it is the day whereby we declare in our families, we will see the glory. So that we don't see the glory of God. So that's why we are here this morning. So that we can forgive our families. So that we can let go of anger. So that we can let go of bitterness and allow God to do a work in us that will cause us to be able to be candidates of the glory of God. And there is no way that in bitterness and in hate and in anger we can be able to experience the glory of God now Obedidom the book where we read the Bible says in three months Obedidom and all that he had was blessed by reason of the ark and the ark speaks of the glory of God the ark speaks of the presence of God and if there is anger and bitterness and hate in our hearts the ark will not be able to remain in our homes and there for it is important that we allow God to work and flush out all of this anger and someone is saying I understand but it's okay it cannot be greater than the glory it cannot be greater than you experiencing the glory it cannot be no matter what it is it cannot be worth you not experiencing the glory of God. So in the year 2024, I want us as we start the year to start it on a clean slate because the very same ark Uzziah tried to Uzzah, Uzzah, tried to catch it. The same ark and he died. But the same ark, same ark, not even another one that came somewhere else. The same ark Obedodom took and put it in his home and his home was blessed. Why? Because of the state of the heart. So it is important that the state of the heart is in the right place. 
lungisa mangunzima ngiyazipata lungisa sitshela ukuthi namhlanje ekuseni ngiyashiya lento ngiyashiya altare lento engenza ngizondo umawami ngiyashiya ngiyashiya noma ngabe uye no wrong but today i want to see the glory this thing that is causing me strife between me and my siblings namhlanje ngiyashiya because the devil is not going to rob me of the glory of god because i am able to take the presence and go to my home and my home can become a covenant home where the promises and the covenant practices are done and the glory of God can rest upon my home and my home can become a place where there can be a pre- the presence where there can be the power where there can be the prosperity by reason of the glory of God. I don't know about you this morning, but I remember a prayer that Jabez prayed. Jabez was born and his mother named him a name. That mausukulila ngempela ungazibuza ngama. Kinalo nam? Uyayibuza ukuthi kodwa nkulunkulu amgepela isimo sakho kodwa mphemu sihlangana nathi nam. because I bore him in pain so you are a son of pain Mangaga, my daughters and sons of pain because maybe you were raped because maybe you were raped because maybe you were Maybe because back ten bees and for a log back sheer and jal. Manje, these things are born in pain. Ah, but I love Jabez. Jabez did not accept the status quo. Jabez did not accept the fact that he was born in pain. Jabez did not want to follow the root of the name. But Jabez stood, just like you have also stood and said, I'm going to church this morning. He stood and said, oh, that you will bless me indeed. And he did not stop in saying that you would bless me indeed. And he said that I may not cause pain. Even though it's like record, yeah, I'm eating, I'm eating, but this morning I want someone to say to themselves it doesn't matter how I came about to be here but what I know is that there is a God who can go with me and his glory can go with me and my name can change my situation can change my circumstance can change he said oh that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that I may not cause pain so there is a situation that is turning around but forgiveness is key it's key but it's turning around as we are going to pray let us all stand. It's turning around for us. It's turning around for us. It's turning around for us. No matter what name we have been given. No matter the names that we have been given. It's turning around for us. 
it's turning around to us. Hallelujah. 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 We need to make sure that just like Ebedidom, we go home with His glory. We go home with the power, with the presence of God. We take the ark with a clean heart. Heart that is filled with forgiveness. I don't know your situation. Maybe we are saying, Bang Shia. But let me tell you something. You don't have to be Jebus forever. The Bible says, and God granted him his request. That is why we have prayer requests as we bring them. That is why we wrote this morning in faith. It is because God can turn our situations and circumstances around. The key is forgiveness. Forgive them anyone doesn't matter who they are and they don't have to be sorry the glory is at stake the glory is at stake say I forgive say I forgive one more time I forgive it's hard but I forgive it's hard but I forgive say it again I forgive you don't have to believe it and as long as you confess it at some point it will kick in there is no way that you can miss the glory of God by reason of unforgiveness let us forgive our families let us forgive one another and allow the the the, the favor of God to rest upon our families and allow our homes to become a covenant home and allow God to come and, ho- and be hosted in our homes. The Lord blessed the house of Ebedidom and all that belonged to him. As we have done this exercise of forgiveness, we are now going to pray for the prayer requests. After that, we are going to seal it with Holy Communion and let's see a devil that is going to try and come near our families again in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ we have to allow the glory of God to come into our families so that they don't just become a home or a house in jail but so that they can become a place where the presence of God is so that then they can be his presence there can be his power and there can be his prosperity. The, the face of your family is going to change after you have forgiven. L- listen, no matter what happens when you come out of church this morning, and the way be on guard for that. Watch out for that. It's the devil trying to rob you of the glory of God. And I declare, you will see the glory of God in your family. You will see the glory of God through your family. You will see the glory of God and you will come back and you will testify. As we are going to pray, the presence of the Lord is in this place and He is going to deal with each and every issue. 
because he is the helper of men. We declare that he arises over us to help us. And today he's going to arise and help us. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.